Welcome to the Built to Lead podcast, where Wonderful. we are in our ninth episode uh, of trying to, um, you know, talk about the topics that I think every business owner needs to kind of be expert in or grow in to build an epic business. Yeah, we're almost there. We're nine out of twelve. Yeah. Twelve is the plan. So see if we can see keep coming up with stuff. Well, yeah, and then we, after, we after the twelve, but <laughs> after twelve, that's that's all I got. Yeah, then then we're just gonna like. If you haven't figured it out by then, arm wrestle. Find someone else to help you. <laughs> <laughs> we will be continuing after the twelve. Oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. We'll be doing other stuff. Yeah, but this is we're focusing specifically yeah. on kind of like the twelve key aspects of business from my perspective. Yeah. Um, and what the journey, my journey's been in building businesses, um, and the areas that have really made big, big differences yeah. for me in the process. Yeah, and, and like to recap, you you own multiple businesses. Yeah, and that seems to be an ever-growing issue. Yeah. <laughs> thinking about this as we go from the time we started till now, we've oh, at least 50% increased our employee count. Yeah. Um, and are um, probably not close, well, man, close on revenues. But rate as of today, I was just thinking about this, there's basically five active businesses operating yeah. within, the, within our realm now. Um, which is why our topic today is so important, and that is uh, the cost of not communicating. Yeah. Um, as a leader of multiple businesses, and in, in the way we have it structured, I'm currently holding the CEO seat in all of the businesses that are operating for us. Um, it is incredibly important that I communicate well. And there was a, a time... Um, years ago, I've talked about it a few times on this podcast where I'd, I'd capped out, I'd hit the ceiling and the roof and I was frustrated and I didn't know where else to go. I couldn't communicate yeah. enough more. I felt like there was just already too many people to deal with and I couldn't get my messaging out. I couldn't get my vision out. I couldn't get the mission out. I, I just, I just was frustrated and I felt kind of trapped in this rhythm of not being able to do enough or be enough. Right. And at, right, at yeah. the time, I don't think I understood that the communication rhythms that I was following were not helping me. They were making it harder. Um, and then also the holding myself accountable to get other leaders in place that could support me and communicate on my mm -hmm. behalf as well um, was all part of that process. So, and like you said, communication rhythm. Yeah. So just like waking up in the morning and doing voice voice exercises yeah <laughs> you need to have a certain rhythm to how you communicate and if, yeah. you, if you're too slow or too fast you're screwed yeah. like it's, it's over for you get out of the business um so the thing that i think that is a struggle for all entrepreneurs and visionary people especially is, is that you can get moving so fast that you kind of forget other people don't know what you know mm-hmm Right, you have the whole picture in your head. You've got the plan. You've got the ideas. You know the vision and the mission, or you know, you just have it all in your mind. And you tell a couple of people, and then you just assume everybody knows, mm -hmm. right? And and my wife gets frustrated with me <laughs> on this topic all the time because I'll go out in the morning, spend my whole day communicating to all my different teams and leaders and people, and I'll have repeated myself a yeah. hundred times and I get home exhausted at the end of the day and I've gotten all this input of information and all this output of information and then I just totally forget to tell her anything. Yeah. Like, how's well, your day? I have Good. that too. Yeah. How's your day? Good. <laughs> Right. And then, you know, we're out visiting with some friends. It's like, oh, that was so exciting. I heard you guys just uh, finish your acquisition of that new business. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. like, oh, really? 
<laughs> oh, we, we I bought didn't a know new that. business. We're done that. No, <laughs> I thought that was. The, oh no, it happened earlier than we had discussed. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, so you know, it. I'm I'm far from infallible on the issue to this point, but I've gotten a lot better with it, and I and I've kind of. I guess figured out, especially in writing out this podcast and the topics and how we do it, um, the specific things that are really helpful as a leader um, in the rhythm and in the systems of communicating that can stop that from happening on a massive level. Yeah, right. Well, I find that it's it's very similar to because um, this has happened to me too, where I have the vision, I have the the mission, and all that stuff, and it's all up here, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay. And then I give this person this piece and this person this piece. And to the group of people, I've given the entire puzzle. Yeah. Piece by piece. Piece by piece. But then this person missed out on, you know, 400 pieces. This person missed out on 100. This person missed out on 30. Yeah. Or then, you think that the one piece that you gave them shone the light on the whole yeah. picture. Why right? can't because you read my have, mind? As an entrepreneur and the business leader, you have the 30,000 foot view. You see all the moving parts. You've talked to all the individual people. You've even typically put them in the places, the puzzle pieces where they belong. But we forget that the people who are doing the work, that people who are on the front line, they're, they don't see the forest for the trees because they're chopping yeah. one tree down and that's their tree and that's their job. Yeah. And we shouldn't expect them to do any different. When I was on frontline position, working, dispatching, I wasn't worried about, although I might've been worried about it, but I, I wasn't responsible to hire. I wasn't responsible to make sure the flat tire got fixed. I, wasn't, I was responsible to make the sale, yeah. do the contract, get it on the truck. Yeah. Right. And so I'm this close to that issue. And so my whole world is that issue, whether that's going wrong or right or up or down or whatever, that's my problem. Right. But I'm not understanding why that guy is telling me that my truck's not going to make it on time or that we have to run it through the shop because that doesn't come into my realm of issues and problems. This is my problem. My problem is I need it there on Monday. The equipment manager's problem is that that truck needs a oil change or else it's going to be a problem or it has a whatever light out yeah. or a tire flat or whatever. And so he has to solve that problem. He doesn't know where the load's going. He doesn't care why yeah. or how or whatever. So until everyone gets the whole picture, they can't work together on moving and rolling in the right direction and working yeah. good as a team. And yeah, so that's, as a team. As a team. Yeah. So that as the leader, it's your responsibility to bring all this communication into alignment and give each team member a, the big enough picture so that they can yeah. get in line with other people and, and work cohesively rather than against each other. Yeah, and I, interestingly, as you're talking about all this, I remember in my uh, high school days playing volleyball, I was a setter. And I would always be like, I would marvel at like the power hitter. Yeah. I was, you got one job. And I'm, I have to know every single person's job and I know how, to, how, how you guys interact with each other. And you're just like, I, I line up, I hit, I line up, I hit. Mm-hmm. And so I was always, I really liked all the, the nuance and as a, as a business leader, mm-hmm. as a CEO of multiple businesses, I see you enjoying all the everything. Oh yeah. Once you, right? once you get to be the, uh, the puppet master, yeah, it's really hard to let go of things, which is actually a one big pain point with communication is, is that once you have a, like if you're a control freak, which a lot of entrepreneurs are, um, once you have control of everything and you can touch every individual piece within your realm, 
it's really hard to give that away because you you yeah. are the be all end and you make every call, you know every nuance, you know every shot. And as things start to scale and grow and get bigger and it gets outside of your realm to of ability to actually control every aspect, then that's where businesses hit ceilings. They, they start to lose control and it gets chaotic yeah. and either they just get overwhelmed by the chaos or they shrink it back down to the manageable space. Yeah. Right. And then it kind of gets out of the realm again and then they shrink it back down to the manageable amount because yeah. honestly, and I've seen it lots of times it, it, once it's the strings start coming loose and that stuff starts crashing and falling apart, that's not the excellence quality that we want anymore. It becomes a problem. And so we don't know how to deal with it as an individual that's used to having control of everything. Right. right. Yeah. And so what I learned is, is that we need to, if we want to continue to scale and grow and get bigger and better and more and more and more and more, we're only one person, right? Yep. And to be the most effective person that we can, we need to create systems, rhythms, and, and meetings. Unfortunately, lots of people hate meetings, <laughs> but the meetings are very, can be an extremely powerful tool if used correctly. And they can be an extreme giant insane waste of time if you use them incorrectly right right and and a lot of people use meetings incorrectly and do real silly silly things in meetings i've been a part of it at oh, times yeah, me too i'm just like what what are we doing here right like why yeah. why are we why have you gathered us all here today to waste yeah. our time to talk about something that doesn't matter yeah. or that we're not going to do anything about or to talk about it again and okay we talked about it today so let's book another meeting to talk about it again yeah no 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 Let's get some answers yeah, let, now. Well, okay. So I'm going to get further into that in a minute. But um, how I'm going to start is, is, is that EOS was a game changer for me. There's lots of different ways to do meetings and rhythms and systems. But I found EOS and it, it really, although I tweaked and adjusted it to our needs, I've found it to be really helpful. And what it does is it creates a system of meetings that happen weekly, monthly, mm -hmm. quarterly, and annually. Right? And then you can use those for, um, depending on the size of your company, um, if you're a smaller company, then maybe you only need one meeting with key leaders and everyone can get their messages cascaded down to everybody within the realm via one leadership team, mm -hmm. right? In our world now, we've got so many different departments and teams and systems that I now have a leadership team and then each department has their own meetings as well. So then it creates a lot of meetings. And for mm -hmm. me, um, the reason it works so good is that I, I can't possibly remember everything that I need to tell everybody. I can't possibly talk to everyone consistently enough in the random day-to-day -day, um, discussions and, and walking around and doing of our work yeah. to, to get all that information. And neither can each person in the department cascade that message to me perfectly day in and day out as, as it happens in real time. So when I've stacked all my meetings on Monday and it's starting to bleed into Tuesday too, but when I come in on Monday morning for my 10 to 12 hours of meetings that I have, I'm literally cascading the same messages to everybody of all the things that they all need to know the important stuff. And they're all giving me all the feedback and the information that I need. So that over the course of one day, I am communicating with all the key people in our organizations yeah. and they are communicating back to me. And then we all can go out and get our work done and focus on that from that point forward. Right. And, and that system made something that was completely insurmountable. You know, it probably, 10 times my ability to communicate messages and get information and process it and handle it well. And it's not just that. It also is when some information needs to be passed along or an issue needs to be dealt with, there's often a certain 
people in your organization that ought to be a part of that conversation. Yeah, which right? makes sense. So if you've got your shop foreman who's out in the shop running around chasing mechanics all day and you've got your parts manager who's answering the phone and directing and ordering inventory and counting and running mortgage margin margin calculations then you've got your service manager dealing with customer facing issues and talking them through their bills and and they're all very busy throughout the day but in reality if we need to make a decision on a warranty claim or if we need to make a decision on how to price our new products or we need to make a decision on if we hire more mechanics or these kind of high level things we can't just have that conversation quick at the counter typically Mm -hmm. or we can't bring everyone in at the right time and even if we could they're not going to be their sharpest and their best in that moment yeah and so you need to create a meeting rhythm so that you can get your key people in a room undistracted and focused on the actual yes. issues at hand so that we can bring those issues up and then we can get the collective power of our whole mindset together on that issue, all decide together, and then go out and communicate to our individual teams from there. Yeah. And so in one meeting, which is 60 to 90 minutes, we can deal with multiple issues all have our collective power to deal with the mental power to deal with those issues and get everyone's perspectives and directives. And then we can communicate that out to the entire organization in one yeah. meeting. Yeah. Whereas if I needed to do that in the midst of everything that's going on, I probably have to have three or four or five meetings and then yeah. circle back and circle back and circle. Oh, Cause his idea doesn't align with what he said when I met with him. So I got to go tell him about it. It yeah. just doesn't work. Right. So we need to create these, moments or breaks for our key people to be able to discuss things create plans and take action and communicate and cascade the message right yeah. that's what they call us cascading messages right so if i had to go make a decision get all the answers from everyone take their feedback in decide for myself and then go back out and communicate to each one and then all their people about what needs oh, to happen yeah. it just takes forever it does and right? it, the reality is is that you have to have people there, there's people who there's decisions that need to be made that require three different people from different departments that need to come together to make a decision. Yeah. And what you're describing is basically one person going to each person individually and trying to make this decision with different, without communicating together. Yeah. The meeting allows you to all to come together and actually make a decision. Well, and we're not our best. Like a good idea needs to bounce off three or four peoples before and get added to and adjusted and tweaked before it becomes a really good idea. Yeah. Right. And so in the midst of the busyness of our day-to-day and, and all the tasks that we have to deal with, it's, it's not the time. We're not mentally clear enough to deal with those things right then and there, yeah. right? So that's just the, the, the use of the meeting and the rhythm. Um, another key thing is, um, like I said, the collective mindset. And so for everyone to get the information well, you also want everyone to be able to weigh in and to have a voice, right? So mm-hmm. because if someone needs clarification, so let's say I'm saying, hey, we need to hire three more mechanics. Um, the new part of the building's opening up and we need that much space. It looks like we have enough work to do that. Um, is everyone good with that? Well, one person might go, why? I, from my perspective, it doesn't look that busy. What's going on? What other yeah. projects are coming in that I don't know about yet? Another person might go, yeah, well, we just hired two guys last week and I haven't even got them settled in yet. And where where am I putting these new people? And yeah. Like each person needs to have a voice to get all the information and ask their clarifying questions on what's going on so that they can also communicate it downhill. Whereas if I just go, yeah. hey, we're doing this. Here you go, guys. Then they they might communicate it from their own perspective down the line. Yeah. 
right? So they go, well, and Jerry said we're getting three more people. So I guess uh, I don't know where we're putting them. <laughs> the joke within yeah. the department that doesn't communicate well. Well, yeah, it's funny uh, how the mechanics got three more people, but I asked for another admin support person and, and parts technicians, but no one's given us that. So what's that about? Yeah. All of these other things, you get these interdepartmental yes. um, narratives and clashes that happen because they're not all communicating together and each person hasn't had a place to speak their voice yeah. and explain their situations and interact with one each other so that we can get everyone going in the same direction and agreeing on which way to go. Yeah, because right. what happens is, is if you don't communicate enough, they start communicating emotions instead of information. Yeah. Whereas you want to actually have them be a part of that, have a voice so that they're communicating the information. Yeah, and where's the venue for them to express that? Yeah. Right. They, they need to have an opportunity to share their emotions, their voice, their thoughts, their opinions, yeah. their directives. If you are leading a business and you're not getting the feedback and opinions from your top people in your business, you are way, way less yeah. powerful as an as a entrepreneur and as a leader. Right. And you can't prioritize the real things. And you can never, as you grow, you can never see all the angles and all the things that are going on. You just, you can't be that yeah wide of a view and so you need to trust those guys to bring the important things back to you and so that when we sit down and have these meetings that we can get all all the cards out on the table and look at it from a real good perspective yeah, exactly which is great absolutely yeah um other i find in other companies um i guess one of the big problems of communication is transparency um, I've seen, it's interesting in, in doing, just recently doing an acquisition, looking <clears throat> at some other acquisitions. And then as I get to know other business owners, discussing how they do things in their businesses, um, how transparency is such a, there's such a variety of how people do it. Like some people are extremely private. They don't want any of the numbers to get out there. They don't want people to know their plans ahead of time. And mm -hmm. they and they they want to control the reins of everything that's going on in their business. Whereas I'm a polar opposite where I like, I spew every bit of information out that I can to everybody that I can so that I, because I believe that when people have all the information, they're inherently good, especially mm -hmm. people who have been hired and put in place on values, that the more information they have, the better the decisions they can make. Yeah. Right. And, and I'll say that again, because I think that's worth repeating. The more information you give your people, the better the decisions they can make. Right. Right. An example of this is in our in our truck drivers. Um, it's a it's kind of a, a contentious issue because some companies do it this way. They go, okay, I'm going to check all the fuel prices. I'm going to check what route that driver is going on, and I'm going to tell him the one place he's allowed to fuel hmm. on route because that's the cheapest. And I say you fuel there. I don't give him any more information than you stop in Chicago at the Flying J and you fill up here because that's the cheapest place on route. Right? That doesn't take into account if that driver's gonna get there at the right time of day, mm -hmm. if that place has a shower that he'd like to to stop and shower at, um, if he's gonna be late for his appointment and he needs to blow by there because he can't stop right now, if that's a rough part of town, if yeah. <laughs> like there's a hundred decisions that come into play there. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know what his day is gonna look like and I'm not giving them the opportunity to make a good decision. Whereas if I go, okay, this truck driver is taking this route from Calgary right. to Chicago and there are six fuel stations along the way. I'm gonna give him the six fuel stations and the price of each fuel station yeah. and I'm gonna say, please make the best decision that you can. 
and then yeah. trust that I've hired a person that has the capability and want to make the best decision for the company. Right. Right. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to follow that up by checking up on it later on. So I'm going to give him the opportunity to make his own decisions and then let him prove to me that he can make good decisions or he can't. Yeah. Right. Um, but when I maybe question his decision, I'll go, okay, so the cheapest route on route was Chicago, but you stopped in Minneapolis. It was this many cents more per, per liter. And yeah. they go, okay, yeah, I know. But like I, I had to be at Chicago first thing in the morning to get loaded. And I was going to run out of fuel if I didn't stop. But if I stopped there, then I couldn't. But I, I was having to reset in Minnesota. So it made more sense for me to stop and stay there for the night. I was pulling off there anyway. It was a couple cents that cost 20 bucks, but it would have cost the company a lot more if I missed my appointment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good decision you made. Thanks for explaining it to me. Yeah. Right. That's how transparent she should work. And when we deal with our leadership teams and our department teams, I'm very transparent about all of our company's numbers because I think that we're a collective organization working together to the to the best outcome that we can. Yeah. And it's not about it's serving me more or them more. I think we all are on the same page on what we're trying to do here and our mission and our vision is clear. So if we're having a bad month, I want to show them that we're having a bad month so that we can all look at why and we can all add our yeah. collective value into what we can do about it. And then when, e when each person in the company is doing their individual piece of the puzzle, they're taking into account the big picture of what we're dealing with. Yeah. Right. It makes so sense. If, if we're, yeah. if we're going into a tough season economically and we need to cut costs and, and be tight on things, guess what? Now I have 150 people thinking, what can I do to make this more efficient? What can I do to make this better? How can I not spend a little yeah. bit extra? Ooh, we were going to put new mm. deckling on the truck, but you know, I know cash flow is a little tight right now, so maybe we can push that off three months. Yeah. And we'll we'll deal with it then in the summer when things are better. Or I was going to take my holidays at this time, but I know that it's slow now, so maybe it would make more sense to take my holidays when it's slow instead of when it's right. busy in the summer. On and on and on yeah. and on. Right. So if you give people all the information that you're giving them the autonomy to make the best possible decisions. Yeah. And I, I find that it actually reduces the amount of stories they tell as well. So, yeah. so, oh, you know, really bad week, really bad month. You're telling everybody, oh, now I know Jory's a little bit on edge, right? Mm. Whereas if I didn't know that, if I didn't know that the company was not doing well at, on a certain month and you're on edge, I would right away start telling stories about, well, because I did some. Yeah. What, what, what did, did I, I do? do? He's going to fire me. Yeah. Oh, and Why is it, he upset? It's because I, you know, and did, we, did this we're thing. the masters of making up our own stories. <sighs> oh, as yeah. Humans. Like I, I've, I've heard a, a thousand different versions. And, and the reality is when people don't have the information, they will come to their own conclusions. Yeah. And they, they don't need to be right or not, but they will come to a conclusion. Absolutely. They will fill that gap in their information with whatever makes the most sense to them in the moment from their perspective. Yeah. From an emotional point and of view. And from an emotional point right? of view. The other thing about not being transparent or not giving people enough information or communicating to them well, whether you intend to do it or not as a leader, is that when people aren't communicated to and they don't understand what's going on, they don't feel that you value them mm -hmm. and that they are worth knowing that information. Or what happens is some people get the information and other people don't. And so then you create right, yeah. politics and drama because when, when information is scarce, in an organization or a company or in a family or anything else, that information becomes currency. Yeah. And it and it shows power or preferential treatment or whatever mm -hmm. else. And so if I know things and you don't know things, 
then I must be of a higher value or I have an yeah. ability to make different decisions higher or, the pecking order. you know, I'm, so you create this kind of tough situation. And so then the people who aren't getting it, whether you intended to or not, get the opportunity to have things like fear of missing out, not being valued. Um, they're not able to make decisions that make sense. Yep. They don't understand decisions other people are making. Like I say, oh, hey, guys, I just ordered 20 new trucks. <laughs> and and you don't tell your drivers and they're out there driving the structures go why aren't they uh repainting my hood why aren't they changing these tires why aren't like they, they don't care about this equipment and they're running their equipment into the ground and they don't care about me as a driver yeah. or it's like oh no you're getting a new tri- truck next month and we're not going to pull you in and do all those repairs now because we're trading that truck off at the end of the month yeah Oh, well, guess what narrative they get to that they went yeah. with. They don't they don't care about me. They don't take care of their equipment. They the company must be financially strapped or we're going under or blah blah blah. And then these rumors yeah. go out and then oh, they compound man, yeah. and you get tell and so why not just be transparent and open and honest and cascade communication very thoroughly yep. so that there is no unknowns. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's a huge thing with with communication. Um Another thing going back around to meetings, um, I think, and I've seen and been a part of it, a lot of scenarios where um, meetings don't have enough structure and, right. and they don't have good leadership, right? So you can even have a good structure for your meeting, but if the person who's in charge of that meeting doesn't roll through the structure of the meeting and get to the points on the meeting, um, it's going to drag on. People are going to disengage. People don't like to have their times wasted, mm-hmm. right? So when I'm leading a meeting, I'm going I'm going to make very clear why we're here for this meeting, what issues we're here to solve, make sure the right people are in the room. And if you're in the room and you don't think you need to be a part of this meeting, you're welcome to leave. Yeah. Right. There's been a lot of scenarios where I need someone for the first half of a meeting, but not the second half of the meeting. And so I look over and I go, oh, yes, you, the the next two issues we're talking about have nothing to do with your department. So why don't you're yeah. free to go and work on what you got to work on? Because there's nothing more frustrating for yeah. one of your people, for them to sit there and listen to a topic that has nothing to do with them, that they have no input for, and then miss out on another half an hour of work uh, yeah. on five messages that they already know they have oh. waiting for them. Really frustrating. Yeah. Right. So when you're leading the meeting, you need to be calling those shots and moving it ahead. You need to make sure that people are not rambling on about things that don't matter because you, we all have the ramblers in our life that think that their uh, wrong color pen order that came in is everybody's problem. And we need to have a f- two, 20 minute discussion about what we should do about the wrong color pen order. <laughs> right. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. it's irrelevant. And, and as the meeting leader, you need to say that isn't what this meeting's about. That can be another discussion another time with some somewhere else. We're focusing on this issue. This is where we're doing. So if you table that, write it on the issues list, schedule some time of the time to talk about that or right. who needs to be there for that conversation. We're not talking about that right now. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it can come across as bra- brash, but everyone else in that meeting appreciates it because everyone else is too polite, especially in Canada oh, where yeah. we're just too polite and we'll just listen to someone ramble on about yeah. nothing for 20 minutes just because we can't interrupt somebody. Yeah. Other thing as a leader of a meeting is putting an issue out on the table and then letting each person have a minute or two minutes to give their input on it uninterrupted um, so that everyone has an opportunity to share and everyone else gets the opportunity to listen. Yeah. Right. And not allowing other people who are stronger personalities or have big voices drown out the voices of other people. Yeah, I actually have. uh, That's one of the things I love about our meetings is that there's specific time allotted for each person because as an introvert one of the things that that drives me nuts is getting cut off Mm -hmm. in a conversation so then i rush 
I rush my speaking and I, and I actually use filler words in order to just keep talking. And so, but when you, when you have the extra time, you can sit, you know, I got like the next three minutes, I can voice out everything that I want to say. And so I really like that about our meetings is that, that you have, that we have time to actually speak things out. And it allows someone who's a deep thinker to actually get out the deep thoughts that they have. Yeah. Which is great. Or people who are lack confidence to interrupt someone else. Like yeah. there are always strong personalities, especially if you're in a leadership team or a departmental medium where there's leads in there, people have strong personalities and they can talk a lot and they're going to have really strong opinions and they can even, you know, strife can happen. But the people who are a little bit quieter or a little bit less aggressive tend to just drown out into the background. So you got to give them their space as well. Yeah. And that gives it's it's also just fair and polite and correct yeah. to give every person their opportunity to weigh in on a situation. Another thing that drives me absolutely wild with meetings <laughs> is when we d- the person who's leading the meeting doesn't end the meeting on action steps. Mhm. You must go, okay, this is the issue, clarify what we're here to do at the beginning and finish the meeting by assigning like okay, so we're talking about um, the pen order today. That's today's topic. Okay, so somebody ordered their own color pens. Who's accountable for the pen order? Blah, blah, blah. We talk about it for 20 minutes and, and we get to the end and we go, okay, so we realized that two people were involved in the pen order and they didn't communicate well. And so we are now going to order the pens once a month or once a quarter. Right. And this person is going to be accountable. And that's the end of it. System completed. Yeah. Right. That's how it needs to be. And also at the end of this meeting, you're going to tell the five people who used to order pens that they no longer have to order pens and this person's accountable. So we're making action steps. We're assigning accountability and we're cascading messaging. Yeah. That should happen at the end of every single meeting. Action steps, accountability, cascading messages. Because what happens in so many other companies is that we have a t- topic or multiple issues and we talk about them until we get frustrated with each other then we move on to the next issue and we talk about that (laughs) and then we get some good ideas and then we move to the next issue and we talk about that and then we run out of time and we go oh okay meeting's over in uh five minutes uh so um thanks everyone for your input we'll talk again about this next week no I says nay, nay. Yeah. <laughs> do not do that. You want people to not want to come to your meetings and waste their life. Right. Yeah. Under your leadership, do meetings like that. Okay. Yeah. We come, we deal with an issue, we create action steps, we assign accountability, we cascade messages. Yeah. Okay. And then we the next week, you just say it got done. And the next week, if we need to follow up, the accountability is hey, Bob, you're ordering pens. Did the pen order go through? Is it the right color? Did everything work? Was there any problems? No, good, great, okay. That's gone forever. When you solve an issue, it should be gone forever. Mm-hmm. This should, If it comes up over and over and over again, you're not an effective leader, you're not communicating effectively, and you're not leading well. Yeah. Right? And and when we have these issues, our conversations come back around and back around and back around. Like You don't have enough time to communicate as it is. Yeah. You don't have time for issues to never go away. And people lose lose confidence in your leadership because you can't solve problems, communicate to people. You can't can't like execute essentially. Yeah. And other people don't feel that they have the power to execute either because we just talk about it and talk about it and talk about it and we never do anything about it. Yeah. I've heard it a hundred times. Well, yeah. Right. We talk about it. We never do anything about good, it. Good conversation about the problem. But there's yeah. never any solution. Yeah. Well, there's some good ideas, but no one decided which idea we're going to go with 
Yeah. Right. Or who's responsible. Which like that's almost a whole nother topic. But as the leader, you need to make the decision yeah. so that people can execute. Right. So don't don't waste your team's times in meetings. Yeah, please. that's a that's a huge pain point for people going in and knowing that, well, I'm going into a meeting that's gonna waste my one hour. The one hour I should be doing all these emails. I'm not gonna be able to do them because I'm busy in this meeting listening mm-hmm. to a problem and not doing anything about them. Yeah. Yeah, and so again, with communication, going back to uh, you communicating as a leader, you need to be able and willing, as as great as your system might be in, as good as your rhythms might be in your meetings and your focus and all that kind of stuff, yeah. you need to understand that you are going to need to repeat yourself over and over and over and over and over and over. And when you're tired of doing it, then over and over and over and over <laughs> again. You can never especially the bigger your organization gets, you can never repeat yourself enough. That goes on vision, that goes on mission, that goes on planning, that goes on things going on. I, to this day, with all the people that I deal with, I still miss telling some people things sometimes. And and so we've created these rhythms and these systems. And hopefully when you pass information yeah. to the leaders, it gets down to everybody. And for the most part, that's good. But you need to have that open door policy or that place where people can get information when they don't know. Right. Because, yeah. yeah, we had all the meetings, but that guy was on holidays last week. And so he comes right, back yeah. and he missed that that meeting. Yeah. Well, if he wants to know and he's good, he should be able to ask someone else or know where to, to go to get that information. That information should be documented in your meeting rhythm. So in our weekly meetings, we actually have an issues list and then we have a to do list. And so when we move an issue to an action plan and assign accountability mm-hmm. that is listed in that meeting mm-hmm. and anybody can go back at any time and look who was given responsibility yep. for what right so if you were on holidays last week and you came back and you were like oh i wonder what happened with the meeting pop the meeting open oh okay so evan is going to call the pen people yeah and he's going to confirm that we ordered the right thing. And then he's going to put Bill's right. name on the account for the contact person to deal with the orders. And he's assigned it to Bill. Oh, okay. I see. It's done. It's solved. They found they had a place where they could go. They don't even need to bother Evan or Tim or Sally or Bill to ask, hey, whatever happened with the pen issue? Yeah. Now, they should be able to. But if we right. if we create these rhythms, accountabilities, and systems, we can take the amount of communication that we need to do down Right. Right. If, yeah, if your is system is so good that people don't need to talk to each other, but they still get the information, you've nailed it. Yeah. Right. But you're going to have to repeat yourself over <laughs> and over and over and over again. Which I'm sure drives some people insane. Yeah. Um, mindset for all this. I think that when you're a leader, you, um, I know I can get extremely frustrated in the repeating of myself, as well as people not understanding or following instructions clearly. you f- I feel like I communicated it well. I feel like yeah. I've been clear with that person. I feel like I gave them the, ex- the answer. I've assigned accountability. I've handed it off. But then you're on your day off and you get five messages about these things that you were sure were get handed off and given yeah. information and that they should have been clear as, as day, but they need more clarification. Okay, you can get mad about it or you can take extreme ownership and look at it and go, okay, clearly I am not, like especially if it happens five times in one day, you might want to look at the common denominator there. And in this particular day in case that I'm talking about, (laughs) I was the common denominator there. And as you get busier and busier and busier and you get worn down and you get 
less good at making decisions, less good at communicating, less yeah. like you're just overwhelmed. These signs will come up and, the, and it is not to be, it's not for you to become frustrated with all your people and think everyone's dumb. You need to take ownership of that and go, okay, mm -hmm. I am not communicating to them obviously clearly enough or my system or way of communicating is not um, distinct enough or written down or organized or like a lot of times I've communicated something to somebody, but it was at the wrong time to communicate it to them. Right. So I walked into the operations office and he's trying to get a guy's flat tire fixed and go, Hey, just so you know, Pero, I want that truck cleaned out and moved and over to the dealership for sale. Yeah. He goes, yep, got it. And then a week later I get a call. Hey, when are you guys dropping that truck off? Yeah. I told Pero to drop that. What's going on? Yeah. Well, it wasn't communicated and perhaps I, I communicated to him. I told him, but maybe the timing wasn't right. Maybe I wasn't clear enough. Maybe I didn't um, do it in a way that was like setting him up for success in the way right. you're doing. And so as a leader, when you're having communication issues within your company or things are not going the way that you want them to, you need to stay, take a step back and look at yourself and how you're yeah. communicating and the rhythms and systems that you're following. Because these verb quick verbal transitions in the midst of the storm which is we were talking about earlier in this podcast yeah. are not the ideal way to communicate things right right that's not systematic no right that's chaotic yeah and so if for example if our company policy is going to be if something needs to be communicated to somebody in a way that's a list so that they can check it off we're going to use email that's how it's going to be done. And then yep. everyone uses the same system so that when I walk by Pero's office and I see he's on the phone, I go, okay, this isn't the time to tell him about that. I'm going to quick write him a quick email so that he doesn't forget. Yeah. Right. We have specific chats or spreadsheets that exist that are live board sheets in our uh, between our shop and our office and our dispatch so that when a truck gets booked in, to a shop to the shop and get said hey these are the list yeah. of things that need repaired on that it goes on to a spreadsheet that's live so now that the dispatch team can look at that and see oh i see that truck is booked in on this day mm -hmm. the shop knows about it the equipment manager knows about it and the dispatchers know about it there it's communicated and it's on paper and it's concrete yeah. okay it turns yellow when it's in the shop it turns green when it's out of the shop everyone can know no one needs to even talk about it in actuality yeah, you can go back there and you have it. a great communication system that's one of the systems yeah. we use, right? Whereas you could have the dispatch text the equipment manager and the equipment manager could walk over and talk to the service manager and the service manager could tell the equipment manager this, this, and then he can cascade that message over to dispatch. And then the service manager calls him back 20 minutes later to say, ooh, that <laughs> plan changed because the parts are going to come in now. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I'll let them know. And then he forgets to tell the dispatchers. And then the dispatchers call the service manager go, hey, you said you're going to... And on yeah, and on and it on goes, on. right? So playing the game of telephone. There's a, there's a there's a chaotic way of communicating, and there's a systematic rhythm rhythmic way of communicating. Yeah. And if you're going to run a, a company at large scales, or you're going to have hundreds of employees and dozens of departments, you need to t create systems and rhythms of communication interdepartmentally and through meetings and systems yeah. that set them up for success and don't leave room for yeah. error. All that to say. The takeaway here today is the cost of not communicating is extremely high. You won't have all your people going the same direction. You're going to have chaos and silos, emotional and people issues. You're going to have frustrations. You're going to have narratives you can't control. And so we need to be first extremely transparent. Mm -hmm. We need to tell everyone everything that we can give them all the information that we can give them so that they can make good decisions with that information. 
and we need to create traction with our company and to create to create traction is when issues and problems are, arise that's the ability to communicate create a plan and execute quickly mm-hmm. And if you have systems for that to happen in your company, then you're going to resolve issues very quickly and you're going to keep moving in the right direction and keep going very quickly without causing extra headaches and all kinds of problems that happen with that. So that's my thoughts on communication systems and meetings. That's great. Yeah, it's good. Thank you for joining us today. Hopefully that's helpful to you and uh, you can use that while growing your company or working in your family even. Yeah. Um, If this is helpful to you, we ask that you share it. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn now, yeah. uh, YouTube. Um, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, kind of everywhere Eventually you can find TikTok. us. Eventually TikTok. <laughs> Look out, here we come. Um, but yeah, so I, we appreciate your guys' feedback always. And hopefully that uh, we're, we're really aiming to be helpful to you yeah. and uh, point you in a good direction and set you guys up for success. So have a great week, everybody. Check you later.